Well, good evening, all my beauty people. This is Ms. Vani for Ms. V's Real Beauty Talk, and I just want to welcome you if you've never listened to me before, and thank you for listening. This is a cosmetology educational podcast, and sometimes I do podcasts on um, things from the textbook for students who are in school studying or someone who has just come to the country and they're going to take the state board exam out here in the United States or in California more specifically, which is where I'm at. So with that, I welcome you and I thank you. And don't forget to check me out on YouTube, Ms. V's Beauty Tutorials, where I do video classes, kind of the same. Some of them are theory lecture classes and others are hands-on practical applications, hair color, hair cutting, um, all kind of stuff. Perms, I haven't really done everything yet. Extensions, um, braiding. So just check me out if you get a chance. And with that being said today, I'm going to be talking about the structure of the hair strand and then also the side bonds of the cortex. Now the reason why I want to talk about the side bonds of the cortex and why it's so important to know the bonds of the hair because when you know the bonds and I'm not saying studying them out of the textbook and reading them but not really understanding okay this is what they do for the hair and so when I do this this is why it's coming out like this or this is why this is happening and that's what I want to touch on I want to go over the bonds and then let you know why it's so important to really understand the bonds of the hair so with that being said, I'm going to get started with the structure of the hair strand. And uh, you can find this in chapter 11 of the textbook, at least from the Milady textbook, which is what I teach out of. You could just look it up on Google if, if you actually wanted to. But uh, some of my videos, especially when I got into perms and I had did a demonstration of how to do a jerry curl or also known as a soft curl perm, I went over the structure of the hair strand. So it's good to know what your hair is, what it consists of, the structure of it, right? So the first layer of the hair you have what's called the cuticle. You have the inner layer, which is called the cortex. And then you have an inner part that is called the medulla. Now I have to be honest with you when it comes to the medulla, I am unclear exactly of what it does. And I have researched it and I have not found scientifically what it does for the hair. The only thing that I could tell you is that not all hair has a medulla. It would be found in more coarse, thick hair, such as beard hair, um, and thicker hair on the head, of course. But blonde hair is known not to have it, and finer hair is known not to have it, which just means 
it has the cuticle and the cortex. So with that being said, what is the cuticle? In the textbook, it describes it as scales. So sometimes I call them cuticle scales. If you think of a fish and the, the little tiny scales that a fish has on it, if you could imagine the hair strand looking like that and what's so awesome about the cuticle, the whole thing is just amazing. The cuticle scales are enclosed or closed around, not enclosed, I'm sorry, closed around the cortex of the hair. And if you, if you relate words like I do to help me remember, cortex of the hair would let you know that key term in there, core, means that it's the core of the hair strand. It means that everything that counts, that matters with that hair strand is in there. Okay, so that means your pigment is in there, which your melanin is what gives your hair the strength. But then we're also going to talk about the bonds of the hair, which in fractions, they come together to aid with the strength of the hair strand and the elasticity of the hair strand, right? So the cuticle scales should be closed. And when they are closed, this is what gives your hair that shiny look. And when someone's hair is shiny, they relate that to being healthy. When the cuticle scales are open, they have the appearance of looking frizzy and the hair can look dry. Also, the hair can get lighter dependent upon what products you're using on your hair if the cuticle scales are open because the sun is able to hit the hair and actually, you know, lighten the hair when the scales are open. So what can cause your cuticle scales to be open? The water that we have in our homes, most of us have hard water unless you collect rainwater, which is soft water, the most amazing water I've ever experienced on my skin and on my hair. I highly recommend that. If you can ever collect rainwater, do it and try it. You will get the full benefit of your shampoos and conditioners and cleansing your skin with it. But you say rainwater is dirty. True. Some people have filter systems outside of their home that filters out and cleans the rainwater out for them and then they have it connected to their piping where it runs through their home which is the best but this is how I used to do it I used to put don't laugh but I used to put bowls outside like just plastic Tupperware bowls collect the rain buy cheesecloth so when I collect it I would put cheesecloth over another bowl Pour the rainwater on top of that and it would filter out any dirt or, you know, material that's in the rainwater. Throw out the cheesecloth and pour the clean rainwater. And I used to use empty water bottles like Crystal Geyser or something. Gallon bottles and I used to collect that way. And it was the best thing. I have not done that in a while, but I've done it before and it is wonderful. So try that. But there's also soft water systems. Some people do have those. I haven't heard much about them, 
lately, but I remember there was a time where they were trending and everybody was getting a soft water system in their home. The benefit of that is that it doesn't have those heavy metallics in the water or minerals in the water that can stop you from getting the full benefit of your water and of your products. So for instance, when you do the laundry, and I don't want to get too far off subject, but when you do the laundry, one scoop could actually do three to four loads of laundry with soft water. So that affects your hair along with the products that you're using, and those can blow your cuticle scales open. Chemicals, of course, open up the cuticle scales. Now, when someone's hair is resistant, that means that the cuticle scales are closed tightly and you have to use something to help open up. So for instance, gray hair. Now it's funny because the textbook says that gray hair, you know, it's not more resistant. It's a myth. That's a myth because I've worked with gray hair and some gray hair is wiry and it just will not take unless you do some tricks to it. So for instance, doing hair color if their hair is really stubborn we would have to do a pre-softening which we we would take a 10 volume color developer by itself and apply it to the grays let it sit for about 10 minutes 10 to 15 minutes then mix the color 20 volume developer and then apply the color on over that and so what that did the developer was it went through and it opened the scales up so that the core of the hair, the cortex is exposed and now the chemicals can get in and do their job, right? So that's what the cuticle does. It protects, it hugs around the cortex. It doesn't want anything to hurt the cortex because everything that matters is in the cortex. So that's pretty amazing to me. And then you have the cortex, which is where your melanin is. You have eumelanin, which is all your dark browns, your blacks. And then you have pheomelanin, which is your reds and your blondes, your lighter pigment in there. So it's either more dominant than the other. And that's where you would see different hair colors in the hair. You have the side bonds of the cortex and the hair, which builds up the strength of the hair strand and has to do with the elasticity. Elasticity being your hair's ability to stretch and then return back to its original shape once it's been stretched. Poor elasticity, you would see the hair when you pull it, it could break off. It will not return to its original shape and so that means for us that we have to take special care of the hair because it can break easier right so this is the outer part of the hair strand I'm not going to talk about the inner part because the hair strand is divided into two parts or I should say the hair is divided into two parts you have the outer which is the hair strand cuticle cortex medulla and then you have the inner part, which is the root area. And you'll see me do that on YouTube next time. My next video is going to be about that. I'm coming from chapter 11, properties of the hair and scalp. Now, this is important if you have not taken state board because 
but it's also important if you've lost touch with the basics also. So let's not just say it's for people studying for state board, but it's important because all of this is going to be on your written exam. Now, I already have a podcast on everything that's going to be on the written, and it really hasn't changed since then. I've gone over and over, and the topics or subjects are still the same that they'll be testing you on, and this is one of them. So you need to know about properties of the hair and scalp, and in this chapter, they're talking about uh, diseases of the scalp and disorders of the scalp and you know alopecia and it's a good chapter if you've gotten out of touch and you're a professional already it's sometimes good to go back to the basics when you've gotten ahead of yourself and you've gotten comfortable in bad habits and then things start going wrong and you have to turn those wheels in your head and say okay why didn't that work you have to think about the basics and this covers that in that understanding the bonds of the core of the hair is so important because it affects our daily jobs as cosmetologists when we are styling with the curling iron, with blow dryers, with flat irons and with rollers, right? So with that being said, hopefully you understood what I said about the structure of the outer strand of the hair. And now we're going to move on to the side bonds. Excuse the noise. I'm eating chocolate covered gummy bears. <laughs> and let's see. Hold on. I don't want to smack in your ear. Okay, so the bonds of the cortex. Or they're called side bonds. You have a hydrogen bond, a salt bond, and a disulfide bond, or you could say disulfide bond, if you want to pronounce it that way. So I'm going to start from the bottom up, disulfide bonds. Disulfide bonds matter when you are doing perms. They are not affected by water or heat. They are affected when you do permanent waves. Definitely affected by relaxers so what I've been doing this past week when I have time which is very little I've been trying to find any information that I can on what's called a lanthionine bond the reason why I've been doing that is because when you perform a relaxer using sodium hydroxide on the hair it is one of the most strongest chemicals and I've talked about this before that you could ever use on someone's hair. The reason, you know, that is so important to understand that chemical and when you choose to use it as a cosmetologist to really, you know, be mindful of what it's doing to the bonds of the hair is that out of all the chemicals that we do, all the perms, this is the one perm that will break down the disulfide bonds, which are the stronger of the three bonds. And you have less of these bonds, but they're the strongest. It literally reforms into a lanthionine bond. Now, when I looked it up, it says that it's a non-protein bond. 
That's a problem because hair is protein. It is keratin. It is made up of amino acids that form into protein chains. And those protein chains are called keratin. In fact, our entire bodies are keratin. Hair, your skin, your nails. I've said this before. Your nails are the hardest form of keratin. Your skin being the softest form of keratin. And it all goes through a keratinization, sorry, process where they call it dead but underneath it's alive and it's moving up towards the surface and anyway henceforth you see the surface of your skin you see your nail plates and you see hair coming out of the skin on your head so for it to be a non-protein bond that literally means that the character of the hair strand is no longer the character of the hair. So I was trying to, I was typing in all kind of questions like, you know, well, what happens when the hair becomes lanthionine bonds? What is it exactly, you know, because that means the hair is no longer that structure, which means flat ironing the hair um, repeatedly or adding braids that can pull tension on that can really, you know, damage the hair and, and lead to permanent hair loss. So, the next bonds that we want to talk about, which is the weaker bonds, is a salt bond. Salt bonds are weak. They make up one-third of the hair's overall strength. And these bonds are more broken easier by alkaline solutions or acidic solutions, which would be your perms. That's usually the alkaline solutions that we're dealing with. So the main bonds that I want you to know more about because these are more for the chemicals that is a concern is the hydrogen bonds. Now hydrogen bonds reform when the hair dries. They break down when the hair is wet. So they actually break down from the water or it can break down from heat. And this is how you get your hair to curl or go straight when you flat iron the hair or curl again when you blow dry using a round brush. But this is where it comes in key and you have to be mindful of this one let's say you're doing a roller set on someone's hair or even let's say like on a wig or something if you're using rollers right like because rollers can set the hair in where the curls are more defined a little bit more than curling irons not to say you can't good good curls with curling irons of course you can but roller sets if you really want those curls to last you you will get that because you're using some sort of uh, setting lotion, a gel if you choose, or a setting mousse for the rollers. When you roll the hair dry, you're too lazy to wet the hair. The hair is not broken down. The hair is already in the shape that it's in. So you rolling the hair, it's 
most likely not going to take too much shape of that roller because it's already set in the pattern that it was set in before you rolled it. Whereas when you wet that hair, those hydrogen bonds have broken down and now they're going to shape any way that you're telling it to. So this is where it comes in key and important for you to know when you're blow drying the hair. Really the correct way to blow dry hair, if you and when I say that, I mean blow dry styling using a, a round brush. When you're blow drying the hair, you wanna get it, well, some people say 75%. I was taught 85% using a paddle brush or a vent brush, you're removing the moisture, right? So that's where you're getting that smoothing part in, partially, because you're getting that hair almost there but you're not getting it completely dry you still want that hair moldable where it can take shape of the round brush now i'm not going to tell you that those who blow dry the hair 100 percent with the round brush won't get a shaping of course you will but you'll also get breakage and frizz because the hair stretches up to 50 percent when it's wet so then that means it's more fragile. When you shampoo your client and then you just go in for the gusto and you're pulling with that round brush, you have more of a chance of breaking hairs. Now, a lot of people won't see a big deal about that because it's just one or two hairs. You notice a little frizz and something sticking up. But to me, it matters. You wanna maintain the integrity of the hair and have the least amount of breakage you don't want to just tear in on someone's hair and the attitude hair is hair is not true trust me as someone who suffers with alopecia hair is not just hair and is not going to always grow back that is a myth so you have to take care of your hair and this is what i tell people who constantly say oh i hate my hair you know, you need to be careful what you're saying to it because one day it's going to choose to leave you and not come back. Tell your hair you love it and be thankful that you have it, right? So you want to dry up to 85% and then you go in with the round brush and you got that last 15% to dry those hydrogen bonds around the shaping of the round brush. And usually... You're picking the size of the round brush according to the length of the hair, but then also according to the size of the curl that your client wants, because if their hair is shorter, maybe you won't instantly use a smaller round brush for that. Maybe she wants more volume, so you go a size to a size and a half up larger. Pardon me, but the key is getting that hair, those hydrogen bonds, to take the shape around that you want it to take, right? When you finger wave, when you do pin curls, all this, that's why the hair is so pliable and moldable because you have broken down the hydrogen bonds, right? And so it's important to know because it does affect your styling ability. And so if you wonder why you're doing round brushing and it's not taking the shape of the round brush, maybe you got it too dry. So if you dry it past 85% and it's 100% dry, no, you're not gonna, because those bonds have reformed and they've set in, 
to be puffy and straight the way you dried it or frizzy and straight the way you wanted it but you now you want to go in and mold it with the round brush and it's not happening now then you have to go in if that happens then you have to go in and flat iron the hair when it's supposed to be a blow dry style but now here's the trick to that if perchance you dried the hair too much and those hydrogen bonds are reformed and it won't shape around the round brush you can mist the hair with water and re-break down some of those hydrogen bonds so that you can go back in and make the hair take the shape of the round brush so that's key and that is why it's so important to know the bonds of your hair the salt bonds are more important when you're dealing with perms and it depends on the pH of the product that you're using so the more alkaline or the more acidic something is when you're applying those solutions those bonds break down and that most all of them all three of them make up one-third of the hair strength So I think for right now, that was all I wanted to get across to you was about those bonds of the hair and the structure of the hair strand and why it's so important. And to let you know that this will be on your state board written exam if you have not taken it. And also if you are experienced and you're in the salon, maybe you're newer in the salon and you have a harder time doing your blow dries or yeah you know you're flat ironing or you're curling just remember you're breaking down those hydrogen bonds and so you want to be mindful of how you reform them so if you're rolling someone's hair dry and I'm not talking about heated rollers because remember they break down from water or heat I'm not talking about that I'm talking about your regular old school magnetic rollers this could be why it doesn't curl well because they're already dry and set so you have to break that hair down with the water and then reform those hydrogen bonds into the curl pattern that you want same with round brushing don't get that hair too dry and then go through and use the round brush but then don't bypass that that drying process don't go through and dry the hair with the round brush at 100% dampness because you have a chance of ripping their hair off and you don't want to do that. Hair stretches, so just remember that. Please remember this. If you have any questions, if you have any comments, I appreciate the feedback. Um, you know, conversate with me. Look me up on YouTube, find me ask me any questions that's what i'm here for i hope that you enjoy the classes and there are more to come i have had a heck of a two weeks happening so i haven't been able to sit down and do a podcast but i am overjoyed that i'm back and i'm able to give you guys this information I have so much more to give and it's a pleasure and it's a joy to share with you. So with that being said, thank you so much for listening to Ms. V's Real Beauty Talk. 
Enjoy the rest of your week. Bye.